Good evening and welcome to the first episode of A Closer Talk. I'm Betty van Langendonk and I'm responsible for the press and communication at Brussels Jazz Orchestra and I will be your host tonight. A Closer Talk begins where the BGO documentary Bring It to the People ended. This informal interview series, we invite captivating personalities with a passion for music and a connection to Brussels Jazz Orchestra. It's a closer talk about life, music, and everything else around it. My first guest tonight is Stéphane Cotefroy. Stéphane has a degree in musicology, but began working as a journalist soon after graduating. About 10 years ago, he quit his job in the media to start his own wine and antique bar in Leuven. Stéphane is connected to Brussels Jazz Orchestra in different ways. His brother, Mark, is one of the founders of the orchestra, and Stefan himself is a member of the board of directors since several years. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this first episode of A Closer Talk. Good evening, Stefan. Good evening, Betty. How are you tonight? A little bit tired. I did some deliveries, wine, of course, today. So, uh, but it's uh, everything is going well. Okay, great. For the people who don't really know you yet, could you tell us a little bit more about your career path and how you've ended up where you are now? <laughs> yes. Um, I studied very classical humanities, Latin, and a little bit Greek, then went to uh, the music academy of my hometown, it's uh, Geraardsbergen in Flanders, where we studied uh, piano and clarinet. And I say we, because I mean there is a parallel between my brother Mark and I. We did the same studies at the Academy of Music. I then went to Ghent to study musicology and the history of art. Uh, you have to know that in our family, antics and fine arts were uh, were important. They loved it. Uh, they loved also wine. There is a really early route to the wine later on. I made a thesis on an organ builder's family that okay, made wow. church organs and afterwards dance hall or organs. So the merry-go-rounds, very special thing. Okay. And then I took the exam at the BRT, the Belgian then the Belgian radio and television for music, uh, to work in the music library. And that's very special because there I met my brother who was playing in the uh, jazz orchestra with Etienne Verschuren. Um, it was a, a really incredible experience. We, we worked at the Flaget uh, house in Brussels. Yeah. Um, and the music library, we were preparing scores for the classical orchestra, the Philharmonic Orchestra of the BRT, uh, for the jazz orchestra with Etienne Verschuren, for the choir, the classical choirs of the French-speaking country and the, the Netherlandish-speaking one. So it was really, really, really interesting uh, from the point of view of music. As a few people um, consider that when they go to an orchestra to do concert with an orchestra of 80 people, they play three pieces. You have three times 80 leaflets to carry. Next week, three other 
pieces. So it's, it's an incredible job of administration and that's combined with some uh, musicians. It's not so easy. Yeah. Okay. So music has been a part of your life from growing up? Since the beginning. Since the beginning. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And how did you decide what you wanted to study or do? How did you choose between the more musical part or the more journalistic part? Um, I have to admit that I never studied journalism. <laughs> uh, I only studied music and musicology and the, the history of art. And by pure coincidence, I... Uh, yeah, I get in touch. I got in touch with a, with a journalist, regional journalism, and and so step by step I did it. And after four years of working at the music library uh, at the BRT, yeah. I started uh, as a uh, editor in Het Laatste Nieuws, which was then the biggest newspaper in the Flemish-speaking part of our country. Mm -hmm. um, and. I must admit that I was working four years on Flaget. It was a rich, enriching time, but it was also uh, a very sad time because it was the period I saw disappear the choir of the French-speaking radio, disappear the jazz orchestra, the big band with uh, Freddie Sunder, the chamber orchestra, the budget cuts were enormous. And so one day I decided here it has to stop and then the whole Flaget uh, building yeah it, it ended there today it's a new story but it was uh, mm -hmm. a budget related uh, stop in Flaget um, now we have after the resurrection of Flaget another problem the tremendous coronavirus problem but yeah in that time it was also a very at the end of my little career there a very negative atmosphere okay so then and then I, I get to yeah. the, the last news, yeah, for 12 yeah. years. Okay, but then uh, about 10 years ago, if I'm right, you took another tremendous yeah. decision in your professional <laughs> career. <laughs> yeah. Could you tell us something more about that? Um, yeah, I said earlier uh, in our uh, interview that at home they were working, uh, they were fond of arts and also wine. Every yeah. year at our home, uh, there was a winemaker who brought uh, a barrel of wine and the bottling was in our cellar. Okay. So wine was really a part of uh, our parents' life and then later on of ours also. Mm -hmm. So I had a dream, you know, a silent dream. One day I want to do something with wine and, yeah, and antics. And in 2009, it was uh, February 2009, that I discovered a, a building in uh, Leuven that was uh, free. And I said, when I want to realize my dream, I do it here and now. So I was on my way to the bakery. I came home with, as my wife always says, with a bread and with a plum. <laughs> and I went to my director of, uh, I worked then for the Belga Press Agency. I had a oh, nice job. And I said, can I uh, quit? Can I start an own project? And I always thought the guy will say no. And he says, he said, yes. And he said, when you, when it doesn't succeed, after two years, you come back. Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, boof, I jumped. And yeah. It was uh, 
it was a dream that came true, really, really small scale in the beginning. And yeah, uh, it's something that, that, that got you. And now I'm, uh, I have a wine shop. I have mm -hmm. a wine bar. And three years ago, we started a wine bistro, a restaurant. And I have okay. six people, uh, employees. Helaas, okay. with the corona problems, there, uh, there is a big problem now. I am, again, whole alone in my wine shop. And we are very lucky that wine is considered as food. So uh -huh. the shop okay. may open. And that's yeah. our... I, I think we will survive, but I'm completely alone, like 10 years ago. I must also remember that 10 years ago, it's 2009, it was full financial crisis. Yeah. Uh, for the small-scale wine shop I started at that period, I never made a financial plan. It was pure the okay. feeling of, will I succeed or not? Yes, I will. And okay. Yeah. So you really jumped into this. Uh, yeah, it was a... It was a yeah. Yeah. What in all my in my career, I always uh, have said to journalists, freelance journalists, if you're sure of what you want, you have mm -hmm. to dare and jump. But when yeah. you have to do it yourself, it's something different. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's completely <laughs> different. But yeah, it succeeded. I'm very, very. Yeah. Happy. What advice would you give young people, people that are just starting their career or are not sure if they're on the right path? or they have maybe the same dream as, as you or some dream, do, would, what would you advise them to do? To believe in yourself and to know uh, yourself very good. I will give an example. Uh, we had, I didn't mention it yet, when we uh, came out of the uh, Academy in, of Music in Gerardsbergen, we started, my brother, my nephew and I and a few other guys, uh, mm -hmm. Dixieland Jazz Band. Okay. Really normal, Dixieland, nothing special. And we uh, even made a long play. Uh, okay. And at one time, I had the feeling that when I was standing next to my brother on stage, that the, the difference was growing in the difference in quality. I mean, my brother was going and going up. And I said, I can't follow. Where is... And yeah, okay. You have to know yourself and say, here I will stop playing music actively okay uh, yeah that that's yeah you have to know what you're doing where are your limits and what you and then yeah. when you believe in what you're doing and when you give full energy you must succeed i think okay okay that's a uh, good advice so music played a, a huge role in your life um mm -hmm. but how did it lead you exactly to, for example, be on the board of Brussels Jazz Orchestra, besides Mark, your brother, being in the orchestra itself? I like to organize and to think things and to think together with, with people with uh, small teams and that kind of thing. I know that I'm not the great musician, so I, the musicology, the theoretical basis is there. Uh, that's no problem. And then organize and dare to do some things. I have to say that also as Convento, which is the name of my wine project and my antique shop, yeah. we have uh, organized some concerts. 
we had uh, Marco Beasley with a classical Baroque uh, Italian uh, ensemble. We got it from uh, Italy. It was a budget way above our <laughs> normal thinking, but we did it. We succeeded it. Okay, we had uh, Peter Wispelwey, the cello player, to do the integral cello switches for uh, Bach. Uh, 400 people in a church in Leuven. So, okay. why do you do it? Why do you, you know? In our wine bar, also music, there is always jazz music. Always. Yeah. I cannot without a note, I cannot live without a note of music. <laughs> and then to think about the whole structure in the background of an orchestra, I, I, it's, it's very interesting. Okay. And what kind of music do you listen to generally? It's mostly jazz or other genres? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in uh, in when I drive in my car, I always uh, practically always listen to Clara. Not in the evening, but uh, during the day. Yeah, the evening programs of Clara, no comment. But it's not my cup of tea. Okay. Uh, and in my uh, working uh, environment here in the wine bar, it's always jazz. Or I take my own playlists, or I go to Radio Swiss Jazz, which is a, a easy listening, I know, but it's for the, the, the audience. Eh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you mentioned before that we're living in strange times uh, yeah. the last couple of months. How did you experience the last couple of months in your professional, but also maybe personal life? Um, it was a very symbolic day. Uh, because in uh, our restaurant, the last evening of the service was Friday the 13th yeah. of March. And everybody of the, the employees, the personnel said, could this be the last service we did in months? And the others said, no, no, after a few weeks we will restart. And, mm -hmm. and then it tumbled down, the whole world tumbled down as in the most... I mean, the you can't imagine it in us being a film, but it's worldwide tumbling down. And you say, oh, what is happening? And I think that music and what is the musicians and concerts, uh, what is behind all the, the cultural world and the, the restaurant and uh, world, it's the same battle, the same story. We will be the last in the row to reopen, to restart, to, yeah really a big 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 problem yeah yeah do you think after uh, all this is over that it will have affected our daily lives that we will yes. do things differently yes 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 uh take the little uh, symbolic thing of shaking hands i see that people yeah. now are turning around not not giving us a kiss or so but just shaking hands i think it will never come back as it was before Mm -hmm. uh, the incredible ugly word of social distancing yes um, it's it's crazy but yeah living in the bubble and when you when we i have in my restaurant 36 places when we have to carry out all the rules we mm -hmm. will back turn back to 10 or 12 yeah so I have six people, six employees. This is not possible that you can have and run business with six employees and 10 or 12 clients. Mm -hmm. What will it be in music? 
uh, when you have yeah. to do a concert instead of an audience of 400 people to 50, it's incredible. This is, yeah. uh, everything is turned down and I think we even can't imagine what is coming. Yeah, yeah, strange times. <laughs> um, although you've already accomplished a lot, do you still have dreams that you would like to see realized? Well, <laughs> I um, I started my wine business, the last turning point in my career, at uh, 52. Mm -hmm. It's now for uh, 11 years, 10 years uh, have passed and 11 years we do it. My dream was to get uh, a person who can carry on what I built up here. Okay. I have a really good employee in the wine business and the incredible thing is he has just done the same studies as I have. He is a musicologist also. <laughs> so I think we are, we are the only wine bar in Belgium at least with two musicologists leading the wine. <laughs> um, and yeah, just to know that it's uh, going on, that it will be going on in what way and in what uh, situation, I don't know yet. But that's, yeah, that's a dream, in fact, not growing anymore. No, staying so, what we are. Yeah, okay, great. Cherishing what we are, have them. To conclude this first episode of A Closer Talk, We'll now press play for one of your favorite tracks of the Brussels Jazz Orchestra. Could you tell us a little bit more about the track you've chosen? Yeah, I've chosen a track with uh, a musician that I really adore. It's uh, a project uh, with Bertioris. Mm -hmm. And when I heard the first time Bertioris playing, I said, what a world-class musician is that. Sometimes people say if Bertioris had been born in New York, he had uh, was world-known. Yeah. But it's um, I've chosen Smooth Shake. Uh, it's, I think, the third or the fourth project with BGO and Bertioris. It's like a, a fundamental thing of this orchestra. He does not normally, he does not play, he makes arrangements for the orchestra, but he's not in the basic uh, unit of uh, BGO. Mm -hmm. uh, signs and signatures, I remember, but this is, it's always about warmth, coziness and yeah, an incredible sound also, uh, energy that is coming out of the music, uh, world-class musician in fact. And I want to remind that music and wine are two things I find always, yeah. of which it's difficult talking about. If you say, oh, this is a beautiful wine, yeah, okay. But what, what makes it beautiful? What makes mm -hmm. it special? If you say this music is so unique, talking yeah. about music and about wine, because you have a, a certain difficulty to put it into words. Okay. Which type of wine does jazz symbolize for you? It's a question from Sarah. I... Uh, certainly will choose for Syrah. Okay. Syrah is a grape that gives a really high acidity. It gives power to the wine. It has many, much, uh, much spiciness, which uh, 
gives the the, the wine and uh, and also the music then a uh, very special special character so definitely see thank you stefan very much for being with us tonight thanks pleasure thank you so the only thing i can say now is enjoy smoochik